You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey, it's Mark K from The Mark K Show. You hear me every day from 10 a.m. to noon on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to The Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. Where entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Mark K Show starts right now. And with all the communism in Spanish, I thought I had tuned into a debate for the presidency of Cuba. I'll tell you what, man, it was, there was a lot of Spanish last night in that debate. Holy cow. I, for a minute, I was like, why are we on Telemundo? I thought we were supposed to be on NBA or whatever. What does not matter? The debate, uh, half of it's in the books, man. Half the debate is over. And for the, I mean, that's the good news. The bad news is there's 10 more of these guys and girls, 10 more of these people that want to be president of the United States. And they've got to go at it again tonight. Uh, same, uh, same bad time, same bad channel, I believe. And we've got 10 new candidates. Biden's tonight. Buttigieg, Buttigieg is tonight. Uh, Bernie Sanders is tonight. This is really, I mean, this is really like the big names, um, in the industry that are tonight. So we're going to get to that here in just a minute. And we are going to get to the debate from last night. We have all the clips. Like all the clips are here. We have all the open, like all the open mics are here. But first, uh, we've got something very exciting. Yesterday, after the whole Wayfair walkout, we discussed how Wayfair workers were walking out of their uh, walking out of work, basically. That's a lot of W's because they were upset that the United States government ordered beds from Wayfair for the detention centers at the border and that their bosses being, you know, capitalists fulfilled the order. And they were like upset and they they basically demanded that they that they cancel the order or stop doing it. And the folks at Wayfair were like, uh, we're not going to do that. You know, we're a company. Our job is to make money. We make beds, we make furniture, we order from China or whatever we do, and we resell it to whoever orders it. And if the United States government needs our beds, then we're going to we're going to deliver on that promise. We're going to fulfill this order. And now they they basically walked out of work. There was this huge brouhaha about it, which I don't understand because I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, they were they were mad that they were that they were supplying kids beds for these detention centers. But what's the alternative? The kids either get beds from some other company that gets the money or they sleep on the floor. Either way, it's not very humanitarian or uh, good business sense. So these workers all walked out and Wayfair now said they're going to donate all of the money that they made to the Red Cross, which I'm going to be honest with you, the Red Cross, there's a lot of overhead in that organization. So really, the big winner is now the Red Cross and the big losers are the employees at Wayfair and Wayfair itself, who's out $86,000. But we didn't think that was fair. We didn't think that it was cool that Wayfair was being punished, held hostage by their own employees just because they were helping the United States government Basically, uh, you know, like, what do you, what's the word I'm looking for? They were basically helping the United States government, um, to enforce the laws that are on the books. 
You know, if you come across here illegally, you go to the detention center. And uh, so what we did was we got together with our bosses and we purchased some Wayfair gift cards because we want Wayfair to know that there's a lot of Americans who because there's a Wayfair boycott. That's the other people are like, hey, we got to boycott Wayfair. This company's the worst. Well, I'm never buying anything from Wayfair again. I just ordered something and I'm canceling it. Well, that's dumb. I mean, you're welcome to do that. You have you know, freedom of the uh, freedom of speech and all that. But here on the Marquee Show, we thought if a company is going to stand up to their own employees and say, we will help our government enforce immigration laws, then we're going to help them. <coughs> Excuse me. So we got some Wayfair gift cards. We're going to give one away right now, as a matter of fact. And we're going to do it with a game that we just came up with today. It's called Who Blows? And we have audio of somebody blowing into a bagpipe. Listen carefully. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the wrong. That's that's a, that's a video the other Josh sent me of a horse playing with a rubber chicken. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was that was mislabeled. So uh, let me. <laughs> by the way, if you, if you haven't seen this video, we're gonna put, we're gonna post it because it's probably the best video I've ever seen. Anyway, that's the horse playing with the rubber chicken. Listen, to, here's what you do: if you want to win a Wayfair gift card, uh, all you have to do is listen carefully and tell us who is blowing into this bagpipe. Are you ready? Uh, listen, listen up. Who blows? 855-765-1045. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it when we tell you. But they're really good, man. They got some skills. 855-765-1045. The first person who can correctly identify who blows gets a Wayfair gift card. John uh, from Orange Park, you've got a suggestion about the Wayfair gift cards. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, I'm doing very good, brother. Oh, what do you want to say, uh, sir? Wayfair. You know, sometimes you can get a code to redeem to get like 10, 20, whatever percentage job. I think they ought to have a uh, redemption code that says, like, Trump rules or conservatives rule and get your additional 10 or 20 percent off. That's a great idea. Maybe like GOP uh, 2020. I love that. I love that idea. 855-765-1045. In the meantime, we've got we got a bunch of them, man. We're going to be giving them away all day periodically throughout the show. And the first one goes to whoever can tell us who this is uh, blowing on the bagpipes. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Arthur in Kingsland, Georgia. How you doing, Arthur? Oh man, I'm great. How about you, Mark? Oh, doing great, man. Uh, listen carefully one more time and tell us who this is. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the that the horse playing with the rubber chicken again. I apologize. Listen carefully. What do you think about that, Arthur? Who do you think that sounds like blowing on that bagpipe? Oh, man, it sounds like uh, our Attorney General, William Barr. Wow, look at that, right out of the gate. Absolutely. William Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, who knew that he played the bagpipes, and he played them so well. He was at an event, and they were going to surprise him, and uh, he came out. He, he, well, here he is telling you the whole story. A word about how that came about. Uh, Jesse and, and, and Rob and Zach thought they were going to surprise me by having the Emerald Society a pipe band come down from New York. But as you know, I'm very proficient at, dare I say the word, spying. Yeah. So he uh, figured it out. He, uh, he, he double not spied them. Congratulations, Arthur. You got yourself a $50 gift card to Wayfair. Uh, get yourself a nice comfy bed or something because I hear they have really nice ones there. 
thank you, Mark. I love your show, man. Hey, love you too, man. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Don't worry, everybody. We've got more. We've got more ways for you to show your support uh, for capitalism. More Wayfair gift cards coming up throughout the day periodically. Uh, we're going to be playing What the Bleep. We have an all-democratic debate edition, by the way, of What the Bleep. And we have a ton of comments. We have a ton of, I mean, clips, just the most ridiculousness uh, from last night. We tried to, we went through and we, we cut out all the Spanish ones. Took us a long time because a major, like a third of the candidates decided to answer their questions in Spanish, uh, which was very interesting. I guess because Telemundo was part of it, they thought, um, you know, that's an audience that they wanted to, uh, they wanted to speak with. Um, as opposed to all the other millions of Americans who'd be voting for them in English. Uh, but we'll get into that here in just a minute. We got a bunch of your phone calls and open mic messages, too. Let me just – Elizabeth Warren started off the whole thing talking about – they asked her about the economy, and she kept talking about all the ways that the economy was great. It's doing great for giant oil companies that want to drill everywhere, just not for the rest of us who are watching climate change bear down upon us. Yeah, I didn't know that climate change was bearing down upon people. But I mean, it was it was interesting because she was going through every single thing about how uh, the economy is going great for these people and these people, and these people. And apparently, according to Elizabeth Warren, Trump's economy is great for millions and millions and millions of Americans. But the interesting thing is, uh, we talked about this yesterday. Who was going to rise to the occasion? Who was going to be the big winner? Who was going to come out on top in this debate? And there's a couple names that rose up surprisingly, I'm going to be honest with you. And I think it may have been the fact that nobody knew who they were going. Listen, when nobody knows who you are, you, it, you, you have nothing to lose. Going into this debate, if you're not trying to impress anybody, if you don't have a name that you've got that you're trying to build on or that you're trying to maintain, if you don't have huge uh, groundswelling of support going into the debate, then it doesn't matter. You're starting from zero and it's a lot easier to come out on top. And there's a couple names, two in particular, that really uh, a lot of folks are saying won this debate or really were the big winners last night. And both of them are people that you probably had to Google because, let's face it, you had no idea who they were and may still not even today. 855-765-1045. Quick break. If you want something, you want to say something about the debates last night, give us a buzz. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. communist on stage last night wake up two words for last night's debate train wreck the debate last night was better than any stand-up comedy i've seen in a long time all right fine but was it better than uh, a horse playing with a rubber chicken I, I doubt I doubt it. I doubt it wasn't that good. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We do have a lot. We do have a ton of clips from the debate. Uh, real quick though, let's get to Danny from Interlock. And Danny, hi. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Okay, good. Thanks for the, your call. We appreciate it. Uh, John and Palm Coast. How are you, John? Hey, I'm good. Oh, what's I'm up, good. man? What'd you want to say about the debate last night? Well, um, first of all, you'd have to be old enough to have first-hand experience with the Howdy Duty Show, which uh, you probably. Didn't. No, I've heard okay. my grandparents talk about it, though. There you go. Okay. Well, I'm sure you have some listeners like me who uh, remember that from firsthand uh, yeah. viewing. Okay. So basically, it was it was a, a show with several marionettes, and uh, <clears throat> I won't get too long-winded. But anyway, 
there was Howdy Doody. There was some Princess Summerfall. No, yeah, I get it. Well, get related to the candidates, but you're basically saying they all look okay, like puppets. Okay, here, okay, here you go. Yeah. Who the judge is Howdy Doody? Warren is Princess Summerfall, Winter Spring. O'Rourke is Clarabelle the Clown. Biden is Flubadub. And Mr. Bluster is Cory Booker. All right. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Uh, Dave and Mandarin, Google all that for me. Bill and uh, St. Augustine, how are you, Bill? Hi, I'm doing fine, Mark. I think you're missing the point about Wayfair. Uh-oh, probably. What, what's the point? One of the demands of the workers was that if Wayfair was going to sell the furniture, that they donate the proceeds to a charity. Correct. And that's exactly what they did. So what? So they didn't stand up to the workers. They actually knuckled under to. No, yeah, no. They well, they stood up to them at first, and they said, uh, "No, we're not going to do that." And then when the workers walked out, they said, "Okay, yes, we're going to donate the money to the Red Cross." So the Red Cross now basically has all the money. Uh, right. Which, I'm going to be honest that. with you. I believe knuckling under to your workers. Yeah, no. I, well, I look. I'm telling you, they should. I don't. I don't support the workers holding the company hostage. If they don't like where they work, they can go work somewhere else. That's what my boss always tells me. Roger from Jacksonville, how are you? Hi, sir. I just wanted to talk about the debate. Did you watch the and, debate? Um, if, if any of those turkeys or or hollowing or anything, I thought that would have been Joe Biden. Yeah. Well, Joe Biden's tonight. So Joe Biden, and that's the thing, you know, everyone was uh, watching yesterday. Only 10 of the 20 that qualified were on last night. Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, they're all tonight. Yeah, but I I can still hear Joe Biden in the background. (laughs) Okay. All right. Joe, no, Joe Biden's not on for 24 hours. I still heard that old bastard in the background chuckling. This is a song back there sniffing some hair. <laughs> it's a dead Joe Biden. A lot of people are thinking, you know, and here's the thing. A lot of people maybe were underestimating how well these other Democrats would do. But I heard a lot of folks uh, really liked, uh, for example, Julian Castro came out as a strong figure um, last night. Tulsi Gabbard, who I don't think a lot of people knew. She's a senator from Hawaii. And she she answered a lot of questions about Iran because she was in the military. She fought in the military. She's worked with the military. Uh, she was the most Googled of all the candidates last night during the debate, probably also because she was one of the most attractive. But uh, a lot I think a lot of people said she came off really, really well. John Delaney, another one. In fact, we got an open mic message about Delaney. I thought Delaney did well. Um, I like listening to him. Booker did well. Liz Warren, she's a kook. It's interesting. Wish they all got the same amount of time. Uh, and, oh, thank God they didn't. Um, but here's the thing about John Delaney. John Delaney, for those of you that don't know from Maryland, I thought he did a great job, too. But there's no way this guy will ever be the Democratic nominee for president because he made one big mistake. When they were talking about health care, he said something along the lines of we shouldn't just get rid of it. We should let people keep their health care and just fix the stuff that doesn't work. And that goes totally against the socialist mentality. There were. They asked a question, you know, they asked a question about health care. Who here would give up their health care plan, their private health care plan? Which one of you candidates would do that in place of a government run health care plan? And only three of them raised their hands. By the way, those three will never be president of the United States because we all know that they're lying. 
Uh, and what happened is, is when John Delaney said, hey, I think we should, you know, as Democrats, our job isn't just to take over everything and get rid of stuff that's working. Our job is just to leave the stuff that's working alone and fix the stuff that's broken. And that is not the Democratic war cry. That is not or the Democrat war cry. That is not what the liberals and especially the socialists in the party. That is not at all what they believe, nor what they're working toward. And that's not the bag of goods they're trying to sell. They don't want to fix what's broken. They want to scrap everything, take all the money, and and just re reinstitute everything from the beginning. They want free health care. They want free school. They want to give you $1,000 a month. If you're Andrew Yang, just wants to give people cash every month, $1,000 for doing nothing, he's going to be on the stage tonight, too. And I hope to God that somebody asks them about that, although they probably won't because, well, you know, they, were not, they weren't asking the toughest we're asking the toughest of questions over there at NBC. 855-765-1045. Here's a prediction about Joe Biden. My prediction is that Joe Biden will self-destruct tonight. I wonder if that's the sound that he makes when he explodes. We're going to find out. We're going to find out if he can keep up, man. We're going to see, find out if he can string two sentences together because he's not going to have a lot of time to talk. And he's taking a lot more time to talk these days. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your phone calls, more of your open mic messages, and more from last night's Democratic debate. Oh, and more Wayfair gift cards on the way. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Me and my girl are going to watch the debate tonight, and we're going to drink every single time somebody says Trump. Hope I can make it to work tomorrow. You know, last night, Trump was not uh, brought up a lot. They they talked about the president once or twice. There were a couple of comments near the end. But at the beginning, the the uh, Democratic candidates, and I know this is going to be shocking to everyone, they really made it about themselves. Uh, and they didn't mention the president as much as you might think that they were going to mention the president. Um, you know, Cory uh, Booker mentioned him once or twice. There was uh, there was a, a comment from, uh, not Tulsi Gabbard, but the other one, Klobuchar a couple times. And, and a lot of the dudes, basically, they just wanted to talk about who they were. Uh, John Delaney was asked about impeachment and he said something like, I don't think anyone is above the law, including a president. I support Speaker Pelosi's decisions that she's making in the in the House of Representatives right now as speaker. I think she knows more about the decision as to whether in, to impeach the president than any of the 2020 candidates combined. Look at that. I mean, this guy, I'm going to be honest with you, he really played it very not liberal, <laughs> which I think makes him attractive to a lot of people who aren't liberal. And there's a lot of people out there um, that aren't necessarily as crazy, radical as, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders, who takes the stage tonight, or even Elizabeth Warren, who was up there last night, but also don't like Donald Trump and don't want to vote for him. So interesting. I haven't seen any of the polls yet. I haven't even I haven't even cared. But after the whole debates, they're going to go out. They're going to they're going to come out Friday. We're going to be inundated tomorrow with who was the big winner, who was the big loser. You know, I, the drinking game tonight, there's probably going to be more Trump talk. Bernie Sanders, that guy is going to talk about Trump the whole time. Donald Trump is a liar and a cheat and a this and a that. And Donald Trump, this and Trump likes rich people. And, and it's going to go on and on and on. So if you're playing the uh, the Trump drinking game at the debate tonight, 
definitely call in sick to work tomorrow or at least maybe you know tell them you're going to be running a little bit late. Um, I'm not sure about the Spanish tonight. Beto O'Rourke kicked off the Spanish speaking yesterday. And it's interesting because Julian Castro, uh, you know, actually speaks Spanish. And, and uh, you know, you would think that if anyone was going to start it off, he would. But then Cory Booker chimed in. It was really an interesting for a, for a while there. A lot of people were confused as to why there was so much Spanish. Necesitamos incluir cada persona en el éxito de esta economía. Yeah, and basically it all boils down to the fact that this was a joint debate with NBC and Telemundo. And a lot of illegal immigrants are here in the country and the Democrats want them to eventually vote for them. So they start speaking to them in Spanish now, thinking that that's going to draw them in. I don't know what it does for non-Spanish speaking Americans who are voting, which I think there are like a bajillion times more of those. So if you're limited to seven minutes on stage and you only have a limited amount of time to make your point, why would you want to spend the majority of it or a large portion of it speaking in Spanish? I don't know if that's the right call. But again, Beto O'Rourke never called and asked me. <laughs> so and if he did, I probably I probably wouldn't give him advice anyway or uh, whatever. But tonight, the big thing, too is all eyes will be on the front runner, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the front runner right now. And Jim on Facebook said, I wonder if he's going to sniff anybody. I just want one, he just wants one sniff, just one. If Joe Biden sniffs one person, Jim on Facebook uh, will be super thrilled. It, it's interesting to see because there is a time at the beginning, or I'm sorry, at the end of the debates when they all you know, get together and they shake hands and they sniff hair and they, well, I mean, they're not supposed to sniff hair, but that would be the time that Joe Biden would take to do it. But that there is a time when that happens. And NBC is so in the bag with this party. They're so into the Democrats and so into protecting Joe Biden, especially who right now they believe has the best shot of beating Donald Trump, I imagine they would cut away. I imagine they would cut away immediately. They probably have, and again, this is all just, if I were an NBC official and I knew Joe Biden was our last best hope, because Bernie Sanders can't beat Donald Trump, Pete Buttigieg, he can't beat Donald Trump, really the only person that even has a slight, a slight chance of becoming the nominee and, and, and winning over enough voters to even get close to Donald Trump right now is Joe Biden. Every one of their, every one of their worthless, crooked, lying polls tells them that. And that's where they, that's how they live and breathe and do their, their thing. And that's how they create programming and, and, you know, they conceptualize and they do all these. I'm sure they've got tons of, uh, of, of internal research backing that up. So NBC, I guarantee what's happening right now is they're having a meeting. And the producers and the directors and everybody, they're saying, look, as somebody watch Biden and the one guy, maybe they say you intern, your job is to watch Biden. And if you see him within one inch of some woman's hair, then you just tell and we're just going to cut away. We're just going to I imagine that's what they're going to have to do because they've got to protect their candidate. And right now, Joe Biden is their candidate. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five. 1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. The other thing that Bill de Blasio, Bill de Blasio is the governor of New York. He's also, I think, I want to say of the 20 people debating, I want to say he has the lowest numbers. Maybe it was Inslee. Going into the debate, like three or four of them were tied for last. Bill de Blasio, Jay Inslee, uh, I believe De uh, Delaney and maybe Tim Ryan. 
Uh, I have to rethink that, though. Julian Castro had some had some momentum going in. But Bill de Blasio, nobody likes. No, even people in New York hate this guy. And he thinks he's going to be president. And he, he railroaded a lot of people. There's yesterday. a political solution that we have to come to grips with. If the Democratic Party would stop acting like the party of the elites and be the party of working people again and go into states, including red states, to convince people we're on their side, we can put pressure on their senators. The only problem is that they're not on their side. I mean, it's tough to convince somebody of something that's just not true. Uh, you know, when you look at it, when they, when you look at the other questions and what they were saying about, uh, you know, the borders and immigration and, uh, you know, how do we solve the problem and that kind of thing. When they talked about the taxes, every single one of them wanted to raise taxes. Not one of them had a not one of them in this debate said, read my lips, no new taxes. They all in fact, they were asked about a 70 percent tax increase. None of them said they would do it, but none of them said they wouldn't. They want they know that the only way to pay for all of these social programs that they're that they're that they're throwing out there. You know, and even even Savannah Guthrie, I don't think I have the audio, but she asked Elizabeth Warren. She's like, look, you're saying a lot of stuff, lady. She's like, you want free college, free health care. You want free this, free that. You want Medicaid. You want everything. But is that even feasible? Aren't some of the other people that are running around talking about this stuff, too? Aren't they making it seem like it's just ridiculous? And, and you know, they, she had to answer uh, to that question. And that's going to happen a lot with Bernie Sanders today. Bernie Sanders, $1.6 trillion in college debt that he wants to forgive. He's going to have to come up with an answer for that tonight. And so is everyone else on that panel. 855-765-1045. Jeff from uh, Eagle Bend Island. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing good, Mark. Oh, good, man. What's up? What did you want to say about the debates last night? Well, uh, I watched them and uh, didn't see much, but you asked why Beto O'Rourke had to speak Spanish half the time. Well, I don't think he has much material to work with, so I think he stretched it by putting it into two different languages. I think so. He's basically saying the same thing twice to uh, to make up for time. He's like, oh, I don't have a, <laughs> I don't really have a lot of ideas. So why don't I say it once in English and once in Spanish? And that, that's not a bad idea. That's not, a bad, that's not a bad idea. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. Bob in Jacksonville. How are you, Bob? Hey, I pretty good, pretty good. I got a question for you so far as the Wayfarer workers, and if you like, I got a quick comment about the debates if you have the time. All right, sure. The Wayfarer the Wayfair workers, are they union employees? And if not, why weren't they fired? I don't know if they're union employees or not. Um, why weren't they fired? I don't know. There may have been just so many of them that they couldn't replace them quickly enough. Or it could be that the CEO of the company is not as cold hearted as everyone thinks. And he realizes people have their opinions. So let's sit down and talk about it and and come up with a way that we can figure this out while still, you know, producing the beds and shipping them out and keeping the government contract. That's my guess, because Republicans and CEOs, they're not the horrible people that people think. People that run large companies, they have to be I mean, they have they can't be cold hearted. They have so many people working for them. They need to be empathetic to their employees. And most CEOs, most general managers, most people in a position of power are are, you know, people that can, are concerned about you and your family and your thoughts and your ideas. And they'll sit and listen to you. They may not always be able to act on it. For example, if you went to them and said, hey, we need to stop shipping these beds out to these detention centers, even though the government paid us for them because it's horrible. They'll listen to you. But then they have to they have to weigh the uh, the options and they have to come back and say, hey, you know what? I listened to you. I heard what you said. But in the interest of the company, I mean, we're a capitalist uh, society. We are a our job is to create capital and we can't just stop doing that. So I appreciate it. But no, 
you know, it's your job to do that. You have to lead empathetically. And I, I truly believe that a lot of folks do that. And I'm not just saying that because I know that our boss listens to this show. Uh, I'm saying that because I believe it's true. Hang tight, Bob, because uh, one, first of all, I'm going to give you a Wayfair gift card because that was a great question. I'm going to give you a Wayfair gift card so you can go and you can support that. Uh, the uh, you know, you can go and support capitalism. And uh, and the freedom of, of capitalist societies to make their own decisions. And also, uh, I'll let you ask your question about the debate here in just a minute, too. If you want to, to say something about the debate, give us a buzz. If you've got a comment, if you've got a question, if you want to say some candidate really impressed you or this person was just like the big flop of the night, 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show coming up on News 104.5 WOKV. We're just getting a ton of open mics about the debate, uh, like this one. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. That's a horse playing with a rubber chicken. And, I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's brilliant. It's genius is what it is. 855-765-1045. The lineup for tonight's debate, by, uh, by the way, is Marianne Williamson. She's the kooky author slash psychic. John Hickenlooper, he's from Colorado. Andrew Yang, that's the dude that wants to give everybody $1,000 just because. A month. Uh, Joe Biden. Oh, Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete from South Bend. Joseph R. Biden Jr. You know him as uh, as Creepy Joe. Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Kristen Gillibrand, Michael Bennett, and Eric Swalwell. Those are all the people that qualified for night two of the debate. And you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a really hopefully today, hopefully tonight. Number one, NBC has fixed their issues because they had some microphone issues. And number two, uh, hopefully it's gonna be a little bit more. I'd like to see it a little bit more interesting. I think that there was a missed opportunity by a lot of people to take the little time that they had and make a name for themselves. Um, I don't think they did that, and I'll explain that here in just a minute. First of all, let's get back to Bob in Jacksonville. Bob, how's it going? Uh, you had something you wanted to say about the debate as well. Yeah, because uh, O'Rourke missed a grand opportunity with de Blasio. When they took, remember uh, during the debate, they took a, they took a, like a hand vote saying who would keep their private insurance, right? And then de Blasio, uh, seized, tried to seize the moment saying, oh, it doesn't work. It's failed and all this other stuff. Right. And, if, and I was watching that. I said, man, if I was O'Rourke, I would have came back on de Blasio and said, yeah. Yeah, you're the voice of experience on things not working. I mean, and you just—that was a grand opportunity. Yeah, let it roll on by. They don't understand, don't know, you know. No, and you're right about that. And and these guys, a lot of them missed the, that opportunity. They don't understand. The only one that did it, the only one that took an opportunity to make a moment was Amy Klobuchar, because Jay Inslee from Washington. They were talking about abortion and things like that, and he was talking about the woman's right to choose. And he said, "I'm the only person here." who has fought uh, and won and instilled you know, legislation that protects a woman's right to choose. And Amy Klobuchar looked at him and said, there's three women up here who have fought pretty hard as well uh, for a woman's right to choose. But um, but that was it. There were not a lot of smackdown moments. And that's what really gets you known. That's what if you remember the Republican debates when there were like 18 of them, Ted Cruz had that great line about the moderators. He attacked the moderators saying, what is this debate? You're saying, Donald Trump, are you a cartoon villain? Marco Rubio, insult this guy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, those are the moments that you need if you're going to stand out from a crowd of 20 people. Doc on the north side. How you doing, Doc? Hey, pretty good. The winner of the last night's debate was clearly Donald Trump. <laughs> but my question is, who else thought Elizabeth Warren was going to break out in her native language of Navajo language when uh, Beto O'Rourke went awkward? Everybody was looking at him kind of like, awkward. So yeah. I thought Elizabeth Warren was going to one-up him. I thought, like after Beto, yeah. I thought Elizabeth Warren was 
very shaky and nervous look. And she when she talked, she almost looked like uh, a woman who's very over emotional and almost is about to cry. And she didn't come off as strong and cool and collected. Whereas the other women, Tulsi Gabbard, um, I think came off as of the female contenders, the single strongest woman on that stage. Elizabeth Warren, her voice seemed like it was going to crack every time she was getting serious about something. And sure, you have to be emotional and you have to be caring and empathetic as a president, but you can't break down on stage. And I don't think she did herself any favors. Uh, Jr. from Middlebury, how are you, Jr.? All right, buddy. Um, my question is: the Democrats talked about increasing taxes last night mm -hmm. and the pay for stuff. Well, what happened to the, all the investigations on Trump? Whose taxpayers' dollars paid for all that when they didn't find nothing? And how do we stop them from using our money? to pay for their investigations why they don't use their own damn money i mean they make two hundred thousand a year or yeah. something and got all this money saved well the, why the, are they using our money i'll tell you what the only way to get the democrats to stop using your money for things that you don't want them to use it for is to vote them out of office and get back control of the house of representatives because the money flows through there every dime Every dime that is spent in this country flows through the U.S. House of Representatives, and they have budgets for investigations, and they can vote budgets for investigations. And if they feel like they need to give $30 million for a two-year investigation that goes nowhere, then they get that money. And by giving the Democrats the House of Representatives, and I think a lot of Republicans are realizing this now, by, by ceding the House of Re Re Representatives to the Democrats last time around, they basically gave them the power of the purse. And we don't get a say in what happens to our money anymore. But for that very reason, uh, that's a great point, though. 855-765-1045. Rick, Scott, Walt, Rob, everybody else. Hang tight. We're going to get to you here in just a minute. This is the Markay Show. More on last night's Democratic debate coming up on News 104.5 WOKV. If you really want to play a good drinking game tonight for the Democratic debate, you should drink when somebody says the word free. Hey, Mark K, hell with the debate. That horse is absolutely adorable. That is, that is really the highlight of the... Uh... That's really the highlight of the week. This is the horse playing with the rubber chicken. 855-765-1045. Before we get back to your debate comments, uh, should keep in mind a couple things. First of all, that Supreme Court um, citizenship question on the 2020 census, that's a pretty big deal, and that's probably going to come up tonight on the debates. Also, look for a Donald Trump angry tweet against John Roberts here in moments because John Roberts was the, uh, the one quote-unquote conservative justice who sided with the liberals on that map, which I don't understand. What's the point of having a conservative? Supreme Court if John Roberts is on it. That guy that guy is so he's more unpredictable than uh well than uh well than a horse playing with a rubber chicken. <laughs> We'll delve into that probably tomorrow a little bit longer. We, uh, and also, don't forget, July 4th is the last chance you have to to enter and win the electric scooter that we're giving away, the Fat uh, Tire Fatty, which is uh, it's ridiculously cool. If you haven't seen it yet, markkshow.com. 
MarkKShow.com. You can see the scooter. You can see everything else we're giving away. You can enter to win. We have a complete wardrobe for the 4th of July from our friends at Shinesty and Famous in Real Life and Slide Belt. We put together, man, it's mad. We're going to do a video. In fact, Josh and I, we're putting the finishing touches on it together. Hopefully, we'll have it for you by tomorrow. You can see us riding this thing. You can see just how cool it is. You can see all the, uh, all the, you can see the beer belt we're kicking in so that you can carry six ice cold cans of your favorite brew right there on your waist while you're cruising around on your fatty scooter uh, that we're giving away courtesy of the Mark K Show and News 104.5 WOKV. Only until July 4th. That's when we pick the winner. So don't do- go there right now, markkshow.com, and enter to win, markkshow.com, uh, 855-765-1045. This is Scott in Virginia. Hi, Scott. Thanks for calling from Virginia. How you doing? All right, good, Mark. How you doing, man? Good, man. What part of Virginia are you in, just out of curiosity? Uh, Suffolk, Virginia, Hampton Roads area. All right, sweet. What's up? What's on your mind? Uh, well, I just wanted to say that the debate was more of a you know, democratic shenanigan than an actual intellectual exchange of ideas. It was, you know what it was? It was the same old, same old. It was, a, there, everything was so predictable. Every Everything they said, uh, you kept hearing the same phrases over and over again. You know, right. like, uh, working class Americans, we've got to fix what's broken, free health care, immigration crisis. I mean, everything was predictable. There was nothing new that was said by anybody. Yeah, what got me was they would they would disagree, but then say the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they can't. They can't disagree too much because, as somebody pointed out, you've got you've got basically ten socialists on that stage tonight. You may see a little bit of a difference because Joe Biden's got to play middle of the road Joe, and Bernie Sanders has got to play far left kooky Bernie, and Pete Buttigieg has got to fall somewhere between the two because, as the youngest, uh, you know, as the first ever homosexual candidate, he's got to make sure that he's playing to the millennials. He's got to make sure that he can get the the I want everything free crowd, but also not scare away the actual people that are going to vote for the Democrats that really have probably already made up their minds for Joe Biden. Um, and that's going to be a tough, that's going to be a tough tightrope for him to walk, but we'll see what happens today. 855-765-1045. This is Carlos in Palm Coast. How are you, Carlos? I'm good, Mark. How you doing? Oh, doing great, man. What'd you want to say? Um, you know, there's a common theme. They're all attacking corporate and all that stuff. And it's funny because most of those people up there, and probably most of them coming up tonight, don't really have a whole lot of corporate experience. And you know, one of your one of your uh, or you, one of comment you said earlier about just CEOs and nature. You know, I've, I've worked a lot in corporate. Yeah. And I don't work now in corporate. I, thanks to the new tax laws, I've kind of started my own business. Oh, good. But. But, you know, one common theme that I've always noticed at all corporations I've worked in is that the higher-ups, the CFOs, the CEOs, you know, like I used to think, there's no way I could be one of these guys because I don't know how, but they know everybody's name. They they know things that are going on in people's lives. And, you know, like, I mean, you know, someone that I hardly even knew right. when they started with the company knew who I was and I had been there for a month. You yeah. know, like these people are amazing people. There's a reason why they're at the positions that they're at. And so to go after people like that, saying that they're evil or whatever, you know, it's just, it just shows such an inexperience in even knowing that kind of environment. So you're saying you could never be a CEO because you just don't care enough about people. Well, I'm just horrible with names. Oh, okay, great. all right. See, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'm and i gotta, I got to look at someone's face and say their name like 20 times. Right. So that when they come into my office next tax season, I'm like, hey, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm Otherwise, right there. Otherwise, I look like an idiot. I just know that's the kind of person I am. Carlos, you know? I'm right there with you, man. I don't care about anybody except for, uh, well, myself and the other Josh. 
and and Scott actually too because he's because he's here today. But tomorrow I won't care about him at all because I think someone else is coming in. And and the fact of the matter is that yeah, the CEO to manage a company with hundreds and hundreds of employees, not just hundreds of employees, but people who have families that depend on you. I mean, each and every one of those employees that takes home a paycheck is feeding probably on average two to three other people and housing two to three other people and saving for two to three other people's college funds. And that is a huge weight. I mean, you have to be a, a truly good person to put yourself in that position. And when somebody comes to you and says, we don't like what this company's doing, selling beds to the government so they can use them in, in, uh, you know, in these detention centers, you have to listen to it, but say, look, I appreciate your thoughts, but the needs of the company and the employees and the investors I mean, far outweigh that. So in this case, sorry, you're wrong. Let me ask you one more thing, though, Carlos. In my case, this seems like a win-win for that, for that company, you know? Like- That's what I'm screaming. Carlos, let me ask you one more thing. Uh, you said that because of the tax breaks, you were able to start your own business. Yeah, absolutely. I, and quite honestly, from the beginning of, uh, like, let's say the fourth quarter of last year till you know, through this whole tax season, I yeah. can't tell you how many new businesses – I've helped people start just because of the new tax breaks and stuff. Wow, that's I mean, fantastic. Just a 20% uh, qualified business income deduction is a huge kicker, you yeah. know? And, and, then, you, and then they added all these things for wages, which means that more people get paid because it's better off for the company owners to do that, too. What kind of, what kind of business are you in? What do you do? Uh, I just started my own accounting firm. All right, great. You know, and do you hire planning and taxing and all that kinds of stuff? That's and, awesome. Do you hire anybody at all to help you out in any way? Um, I have like some bookkeepers and stuff that I, I have one on my payroll and I have a couple that I kind of contract to, I contract out to, but that's my goal. You know, I want to expand. I want to be able to have a bigger reach in my, in my area, especially my area. Yeah. I, I live in like retiree central. So, so most of these, uh, accounts that are in here in my town, they're very old school fight. Yeah. Know, well, listen, instead of proactive. You so, know what I mean? Carlos, so this is great. Because of the Trump tax cut, you were able to not only leave your job, you were able to start your own business, which A, opens up a job for somebody else, the one that you left, and now you're actually hiring bookkeepers and some subcontractors with the money that you made because of the tax break, and those people are now getting taxed on that money. So in a way, that tax break has not only created jobs, but made more money for the government in the end. And you know, the kicker on that too, Mark, I used to drive, I don't know what what time of my week, but you know, I used to drive like 75 miles a day, both ways, you know, one way. Yeah. Um, to get to my job. Now I'm living, it's like the first time I ever lived in the same town that I work in. Yeah. I have more time for my kids. You know, I can reach out to the community a lot more. It's, it's just a better situation altogether. Carlos, hey, thanks, man, for so much for your call. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you, too, and so much insight on so many different levels. 855 765 1045. That Carlos right there, Carlos right there is proof positive why higher taxes strangle and destroy everything that America was built on and why tax cuts make America, well, great again, to borrow a phrase from you-know-who. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your phone calls coming up. It's the Mark Show on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. And that guy, Carlos, who just called, I, I have to tell you, one, one of the best calls we've had in a long time because he said, you know, he talked about the debates yesterday. He talked about the tax increases specifically and how, how look, Americans aren't dumb. We listen to these Democrats and we listen to what they're saying about tax increases. We listen to what they're saying about, you know, taking more of our money and, and, and it being better for us because they can offer us A, B, C, and D. And Carlos is like, look, because of, he said because of 
the tax uh, decrease because of the Trump tax cut. He was able to leave his job and go to work for himself, which creates immediately two jobs. Because when you start your own business and you leave your nine to five, you've opened up a spot in that company you left for somebody to go and work. That's creating a job. When you create your own job, you've, of course, now created two and he said the money that he uses, he started an accounting firm, he hires bookkeepers, now he's spreading the wealth around. He's definitely, he's taking that uh, injection into his personal economy and injecting it into the economy of the United States. I really, I should have, you know what I should have, Carlos, call back, because what I want to do is I want to give you one of these Wayfair gift cards. Because he was saying, look, I, Carlos said I could never do what the CEO of Wayfair does or what these big CEOs do because they're always looked at as criminals and they're attacked. And people always say these guys are evil. You know, it's a corporate America, Wall Street Baron, they're all they're stealing money from Main Street, blah, blah, blah. It's tough to be a CEO. I'm not saying you should cry for them, but I'm saying it's tough to be a CEO. And and especially when you have the livelihoods of all these people in your, you know, in your hands every day. So we're going to give you, Carlos, call back. We'll give you a, uh, we'll give you one of these Wayfair gift cards because, um, you see, you get it. And we appreciate you listening. And since you have your own office space now, maybe you can get, like, I don't know, a, a bookcase or something. Or I don't, I don't know. I don't know what 50 bucks a Wayfair gets you. But you get a lamp. Get a nice table lamp for, like, one of those old school accountant lamps that are green and gold. Those are really nice. 855 765 1045. This is Harry in Fleming Island. Harry, uh, thanks so much for waiting. Thanks for calling the Marque Show. What do you want to say, sir? Hey, um, love your show. Oh, uh, thank first you. off, I, I, I think, thank you. I, it's like we listen to you every day. Um, what I was going to say about Elizabeth Warren last night is that she talked about the struggles and how she was poor and she couldn't get the things that maybe she wanted, but now we want to be free about mm. everything. Yeah. Um, it's like free healthcare, free education, we pay off your student loans. Who would she be today if she didn't have to struggle? It's the human condition. We are, we have to grow from our experiences. And yeah. I think everybody would recognize that. It's like how, how the left has lost complete cognizance of where we're at today. And by the way, it's hard to follow up with Carlos. You know, that was pretty darn good. <laughs> well, no, you're doing well, great, Harry. And, I'll, and you're right. The, the interesting thing about Democrats is it's almost like reality TV stars. No matter what, whenever the, a Democrat takes a stage, they always came up from like the worst childhood. They lived in a poor area. Their parents moved around. Their parents had to work three jobs. Apparently, there were no Democrats that were ever raised in a middle class through upper middle class family, except Nancy Pelosi. And, you know, and Elizabeth Warren, yes, yeah, she talked about all the trials and tribulations. Like, for example, there was one time that she was really sick and her family couldn't afford to pay the medicine man when he came from the tribe, the next tribe over, you know, to, he didn't have enough. He didn't have enough stuff to, to shove in his peace pipe. Uh, so she couldn't get health care from the medicine. She, you know, she had to she had to, like, just wrap herself in bearskins and 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 suffer through. But you're right. Hey, thanks so much for calling. Uh, we appreciate it. They missed. There was a lot of golden opportunity missed by the Democrats yesterday to make names for themselves. And they should have. They should have taken the opportunity because they only had, on average, about seven minutes. Elizabeth Warren seemed to have a lot more time. It seemed, for whatever reason, it looked like they were favoring Elizabeth Warren because I believe they think she has a better chance, a better opportunity to actually be the candidate. Um, you know, she's one of the front runners. And I think if you look at it now, you've got you've got Biden, Bernie, uh, you've got Buttigieg, you've got Elizabeth Warren. Um, they're right up. Those are the top four. Those are the top four. And hopefully after the debates, there'll be some movement there. We're going to have to wait and see what happens tonight. Walt in Jacksonville. Walt, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. Real quick, what do you want to say, Walt? 
Okay, Mark. I, I found the most interesting statement of the debate last night. I'm a strong Trumpster. Mm-hmm. It came from Ohio Representative Tim Ryan. Yeah. And if you remember, last night, Tim said, speaking of the Democratic Party, if we don't stop catering to the far-left liberals on the two coasts and start addressing middle America, we have no chance of defeating Trump. And what struck me, what struck me was the look on the faces of the other nine Democrats on the stage. Yeah, I think they literally literally had that deer in the headlights look like, what's he talking about? How can he say that? Like, doesn't he want to be president? Look, I think you're you're 100 percent. I think we have that. I think we have that. And we're going to look. I, the other Josh is now looking at me the way that they looked at him when he said that. Just like, we do? We're going to find it. We'll play that for you here in just a minute. Don't anybody go anywhere. Keep it locked on News 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKB. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thank you so much for joining us today. Folks, we appreciate it. 855-765-1045. We got a bunch more people that want to comment on the debate last night. And then, of course, again tonight, 10 more individuals will be taking the stage. Mike on the South Side. How are you, Mike? Hey, what's going on, Mark? Hey, nothing much. Just, you know, hanging out, doing a radio show. What do you uh, What do you think about the debate last night? Uh, it was pretty good. I liked it. I really did. Of course, okay. I, you know, kind of partial with Trump. But, uh, but my main reason to call and talk to you is about... Uh, Yesterday, I wore one of your Mark K t-shirts all over town. Oh, you did? All right. That's good. How'd uh, that go? Hey, well, I also had my uh, brand-new Trump 2020 hat on my head. Wow, best-looking guy in town, man, let me tell you. But I got about 30 comments about on your shirt and maybe two on the hat. Really? <laughs> what, what kind of comments were people saying about the shirt? Uh, oh, Mark K, I know that fella. Yeah, he's very adjustable. He things like that. And I saw him at the, yeah, I met you at the, at the lobby there. I got a shirt. Well, Mike, listen. Uh, I, I might have had two comments on the head. I said, oh, Trump, really? <laughs> wow, that is crazy. Well, listen, thanks so much for repping, uh, repping the show. I really appreciate that. You know, sometimes we give those shirts out, and I never know what happens to them. I always think they just end up in the bottom of someone's car, or they use them for, like, you know, painting or, or washing the dog or something. But he's actually out there around town walking around with the shirt. So that is that is, I give him a shirt, but he's already got one, so he doesn't need another one. Curtis uh, from Houston. How are you, Curtis? Good. Um, I would tell the president to go ahead and put it on the census anyway, because uh, it's president for the president to tell the Supreme Court to go jump in the, anyway, because it was done by uh, Jefferson when he told them to, we're going to move the Indians anyway. You were talking. You're talking about the census. Yeah. The uh, the question with the census is um, they were they, the Supreme Court actually just ruled. It, it's kind of an interesting ruling. It's it's like a non ruling. They basically said we're not going to allow this because we don't like the way that you argued the case. So we're going to send it back down to the committee. You have a chance to then re-argue it, and if you can't come up with anything better, um, it'll come back to us. But again, all that's going to take a lot longer than this session will allow. Meaning that this census, the question will not appear 
on the uh, question about immigration will not appear on the census. However, and I haven't been I haven't been monitoring Donald Trump, Trump's Twitter, but I imagine there will be some kind of uh, tweet coming down soon. It's really interesting to me how the whole thing works, because when you look at the Supreme Court, this especially John Roberts, John Roberts is not only the chief justice of the United States, but he also seems to be the biggest, uh, you know, unknown when it comes to which way he's going to vote. And the more conservative the court gets, it's almost like the more liberal he becomes. And, you know, it's like he wants to I guess he's as chief justice. Maybe he feels that he needs to stay even uh, with everybody. He feels like he needs to be the evening out factor. And despite what he thinks, if he can see it uh, some other way, he's going to go. He's going to get you know, he's going to go against the president and and um, and the Republicans. But uh, I mean, look, he's trending right now on Twitter. <laughs> so there, uh, you know, Sebastian Gorka writes, Chief Justice Roberts proves once again he's an activist judge in the tank for the left. Uh, Roberts to the Trump administration in the census opinion, please get better at lying so that we can rule in your favor without delegitimizing the court. This is a big this is going to be another big issue that Donald Trump and John Roberts are going to be butting heads on. And it brings the Supreme Court back into focus again going forward. Think about this. Think about what a big issue the Supreme Court was in the last election. That was something, and if they don't ask about this tonight, I'd be shocked. Think about how big an issue was the Supreme Court was in the last election. You've got Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is two years older. You know, she disappeared for a long period of time. She was at home recuperating from her ailments. Uh, if Donald Trump is president for the next four years, good odds, like better than none, that he's going to have another Supreme Court justice, if not two. And these are going to be knockdown, drag out fights again, especially if we have a split in the Senate and a split in the Congress. And and Donald Trump's going to have to face that. Whoever's president is going to have to face that. They will definitely bring about this question again. And John Roberts, who was appointed by George W. Bush as what we thought was a more conservative leaning justice, was appointed first as a justice and then was reappointed or moved up to to. Um, to, uh, you know, chief justice when the chief justice retired during his confirmation hearings. He still to this day is the most is the biggest swing vote on the court. And it's not going to make Donald Trump happy. And if there is another um, if there is another vacancy on the court, Donald Trump is going to do his damnedest to find the single most right wing conservative judge he can find and put them in that position, no matter how difficult it is. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. I imagine tonight's debate, by the way, is going to be very similar to last night's debate. You're going to have them asking, uh, they're going to be talking about the same questions. They're going to be asking, in fact, it may be, since they did just split it up into two nights, it may be the exact same questions over and over again. Big questions on immigration, which, of course, Beto O'Rourke answered not just in English, but in Spanish. Necesitamos incluir cada persona en el éxito de esta economía. Yeah, uh, we had, had Julian Castro, who was talking about immigration as well. If I were president today, I would sign an executive order that would get rid of Trump's zero tolerance policy, the remain in Mexico policy and the metering policy. Yeah, he wants the whole remain in Mexico policy is is horrible. If you if you are seeking asylum, you have to remain in Mexico until you can prove that you're seeking asylum from some kind of horrible situation. He doesn't like that. He wants to you know let him in the United States first, and then we'll figure out if they're lying or not. For all the American citizens out there who feel you're falling behind, who feel the American dream's not working for you, the immigrants didn't do that to you. The big corporations did that to you. 
Uh, I don't do. I mean, there's debate on both sides. Anyway, so you're going to see a lot of the same questions and a lot of the same issues come up. The more the exciting thing, though, is that you're going to start to see the big names. This is like this is the rock star. That was the opening act. You know, that was the B stage. This is now going to be this is now going to be the number one most exciting time in the Democratic uh, primary. You're going to see Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, the new rising superstar, Bernie Sanders, um, you know, all on the same stage. It's going to be I imagine that Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders are going to dominate the time much the way that Elizabeth Warren dominated the time last night between her answering her own questions, uh, setting herself up for follow up questions. The the uh, you know, Lester Holt basically just taking every and Savannah Guthrie taking every opportunity they could to go back to her being as how she was probably the most prominent Democrat on the stage last night. You're going to see the same thing again now, but you're going to see it with Bernie Sanders and with uh, with uh, with Joe Biden. John from Orange Park, how are you, John? I'm doing very good, brother. Oh, good, man. What's up? Uh, what do you want to say? Well, I know I've called into your show several times, and I have to change my ID to uh, Country John. You want to uh, tra- change? Okay, all right. So con- you're now Country John. Yes, sir. All right, yeah. man. Oh, what's up, I Country know, John? Uh, all right. Um, I know people come and go, and Rush Limbaugh is at the top. But my wish for you and your staff is to be uh, the replacement for Rush when he is no longer on the airways. So I want you to strive and do your best, and I, I believe in you. I know you filled in for uh, uh, Mark uh, Kane uh, several times. Herman Kane, yeah. To, yes, I, so I just want to in, encourage you and your staff to pursue to be the best, and I, one of these days, I want you to be that number one talk show radio host to fulfill Russ's shoes. Wow, and that's well, all I wanted to say to you, brother. Well, country John, I appreciate it. that's very nice of you to say. I really appreciate that, and I want you know all your dreams to come true as well. I look, I like Rush Limbaugh, and I wish him a long and healthy and happy career. But if anyone's going to take his place, I mean, he's got his own plane. So I feel like, you know, I'll, I'll stand in line if that's what I think. But, uh, but no, I do appreciate that. And I appreciate that you like the show. And I do appreciate that you call in. And, uh, you know, and I like the name. Say Country John. That works for me. Just make sure you tell, you tell Scott or whoever's screening the phones when you call in that, uh, that, that, that's, that's your new name. 855-765-1045. Listen, um, we are going to do something now, which maybe will help us get to that top spot. It's something we like to call what the bleep. And we have one more Wayfair gift card. We're going to give it away to whoever wins What the Bleep today. What the Bleep works like this. We have clips tonight, or today rather, all of them are from last night's debate. Every single, it's a, it's a full Democrat debate edition of What the Bleep. 855-765-1045 or star star 1045 if you want to call in and win. We'll play it next on News 104.5 WOKV. Mark K and Country John sitting in the tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Oh, whatever. You're not going to be able to fly on my plane when I take over for Rush Limbaugh, dude. Sorry. Just me and Country John and the other Josh. Uh, Star Star not and Scott, sorry. Star Star 104.5. <laughs>
Scott's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't get to fly in Russia the bus plane when you take her. No, okay, yes, Scott, there's plenty of room. No love, everybody. no love. <laughs> I apologize. Star Star 1045. All right, it's time to play uh, What the Bleep. And this is very exciting. We, it's exciting for two reasons. Number one, we have a Wayfair gift card to give away because we support companies who support the United States um, enforcing their own immigration laws. Also, we have uh, an all-debate edition. So if you paid attention to the debate, if you watched it at all yesterday, you're going to have a leg up on this. Uh, and we meet our first contestant today. It's John from Flagler Beach. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? Oh, doing great, man. Thanks so much for asking. Uh, John, you're going to be playing against Steve, who is in Ponte Vedra. Steve, you there? Yep, I'm here. All right, sweet. Steve, John, say hello to each other. Shake hands. Come out fighting. Good luck, Steve. Yeah, same to you. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 same to you. <laughs> that sounded really uh, enthusiastic. All right, here's how this works, guys. We have some clips from the debate last night. We'll play the clip for you. And all you have to do is tell us what word we bleeped out. We'll play them one at a time. Um, and if you get it right, you get a point. And whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins the $50 Wayfair gift card. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Uh, here is your for John, you're up first. Listen to this clip and tell us what the bleep. Oh, hold on, let me hit the button to make sure this always happens. Here we go. It's doing great. Hold on, let me uh, preface this. This is Elizabeth Warren at the debate yesterday talking about the economy. It's doing great for giant oil companies that want to everywhere. <laughs> what the bleep there, John? Drill. Drill. Let's take a listen. It's doing great for giant oil companies that want to drill everywhere. Look at that. You know how to play this game. Nicely done. You're on the board with a point. Steve, are you ready for your first clue? I am. All right. This is Savannah Guthrie, one of the moderators from NBC yesterday, asking a question. Uh, listen up carefully and tell us what the bleep. You said we should not, quote, be running around pointing at companies and f***ing them up without any kind of process. <laughs> what do you think Savannah Guthrie said there, uh, Steve? Betting. What was that? Vetting. Vetting. All right, let's listen carefully. You said we should not, quote, be running around pointing at companies and breaking them up without any kind of process. Breaking was the word, yeah, breaking them up without any kind of process. That's okay, though. It's still early in the game. you got plenty of chances to come back and win. Uh, next up, John, your next clue. We go to Bill de Blasio, New York City mayor, and he's talking about something or other. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. I want to make it clear. This is supposed to be the party of people. <laughs> What do you think? Uh, what do you think there, John? Party. I heard that, too. Um, uh, caring people. Party of caring people. Let's listen. I um, want to make it clear. This is supposed to be the party of working people. Working people. Uh, working. Yeah, it's supposed to be, but uh, it's not. I guess the Democrats aren't uh, working is what, he, is what he's saying. Uh, that's OK. Steve, you can tie it up. Are you ready? I am. All right. Listen carefully. This is uh, Jay Inslee yesterday, uh, governor of... Washington, uh, listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. It is not right that the CEO of McDonald's makes 2,100 times more than the people singing at McDonald's. Uh, burgers. Slinging burgers, of course. What else are you going to sling? It is not right that the CEO of McDonald's makes 2,100 times more than the people slinging hash oh, at McDonald's. It was the hash slingers, not the burger slingers. That was a, that was a, that was a tough one. Uh, all right, back to you, John. Here we go. Listen carefully. This is Tim Ryan from Ohio last night during the debate. Tell us what the bleep. Now we've got kids literally laying in their own with three-week-old diapers that haven't been changed. What? <laughs> 
What'd you snot. say? Snot. 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 Now we've got kids literally laying in their own snot with three-week-old diapers that wow. haven't been changed. That's really good. I don't think... He, mu he must not have kids because that's not... The snot and diapers, that's not where the snot comes from. It comes from. It was crazy when I heard it. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what's anyway. All right, uh, listen, it's two to one. We have one more clue. So, Steve, you can't win the Wayfair gift card, but I'll tell you what: if you get this last one, then uh, we'll throw in a Marcaso T-shirt for you. Okay? Oh, I want that too. All right, but, all right, you can both have Marcaso T-shirts. Listen carefully, Steve. This is Amy Klobuchar last night in her closing remarks. This president is literally every single day, ten minutes away from going to war, one tweet away from going to war, and I don't think all we right. should conduct. Policy in our bathrobe at five in the morning. What do you think? What the bleep? Um. Oh man, I don't even know. I feel like I have it around the tip. Of the I know. I know. I know. You, all right, John, you want to answer for him? Foreign policy. And I don't think we right. should conduct well, foreign yeah, policy in our bathrobe at five in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the Lester's right. Our time is up. Congratulations. Both of you guys are winners, John. You get a Wayfair gift card and a Marqueso t-shirt. And uh, we'll hook you up, too, Steve. Congratulations. I like the way you guys play. Stay tuned uh, for the news, the uh, news traffic weather. Rush Limbaugh, while he still has a show. And tomorrow, we'll have the complete debate recap. This is the Marqueso on News 104.5 WOKV. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.